0: okay he's back the king of the crazies is back hello everybody so good to see you yes Uh, lee jackson america's finest watchman back with you again you never thought you'd get rid of me i'm kind of like a bad habit you know hard to get rid of me what can i say so we're going to talk about watches and all the fun stuff, I was going to give you a uh, update on what happened with my Rolex. I just got a call uh, the other day from Ricky, and he said he was at the dial company. And I said, don't do anything until you talk to me. And he said, okay. And I said, good. And he called me back. And he said... You ready? He said they can do an MOP dial, mother of pearl. So I said, "Okay." So he said, "Well, I gave him the green dial, which is the one if you remember I bought, which had a very light very light lime green, but I didn't like the color at all with uh, with silver sticks." So, I said to him, "Number 1, can they make me a mother of pearl dial?" And he said, "Yes." And I said, "Okay, what colors?" And he said, "What color do you want?" And I said, either the a white mother of pearl or a like a bluish or a silvery mother of pearl. He says, which one? I said, white, I guess, to make it simple. And I said, okay, now can they put the gold Romans? I don't want sticks. I don't want Arabic. I want the big Roman numerals like Rolex puts on their dials. I want it to look like a real Rolex dial. So he went back and forth a couple times and came back and said, Yes, they can do that. I said, Good. He said, Okay, what what color writing do you want on the dial? And I said, well, I wanted a gold. He said, well, they said you can't, you're not gonna be able to read gold because remember now we're not on pure white. We're on a mother of pearl white, which is kind of an off color. It's different colors, depending on where you look in the dial. So I said, Hmm, I thought about it. So you have to do things on the quick because he's there with me on the phone with the dial person. So it's not like I can say, well, let me think about it and get back to you in a day. No, so he said, uh, gold doesn't show. I said, well, what about a red? You know, red sounds interesting to me. And he said, oh, they could do a crimson or a bright red. And I thought, oh, it might be making it look weird. So I said, just go with black. But the more I think about it, the more I think I would go with maybe Rolex in black. Rolex Oyster Perpetual and that the bottom certified chronometer, maybe in red would be interesting. But I already said black, which means the writing in black and the track around the outside in black. If there is a track, I don't know if they're going to do one or not. I really don't want one. I'll have to tell them I don't want a track. It makes it too busy. When you have those big gold Romans, that's enough. It looks really phenomenal just like that. So that's where I left it. Uh, usually it takes two weeks to a month because they're backlogged, I guess. They've got a lot going on. And hopefully when I get my watch back, it's going to be phenomenal because now he's got to get the dial, Get it done. He's got my watch. He hasn't touched. All he has is an extra dial that he's having done. Then he's got to take my watch completely apart. Take my dial off of it. My original dial. I told him again, do not get rid of my dial. I want to save the original dial because it's mint. Perfect. Those are really in demand, especially if I put it back on the watch. So if I ever decide to sell that watch, I'll put the original dial back on it or say you have choice of two dials. You can have both. I mean, what am I going to do with them? No, I probably could use them come to think of that, come to think of it, but they did have other options, but remember, it's like playing telephone with tin can, you're going through two to three different people, it doesn't come out the same, plus the dial people he's talking to, they, I don't think they speak English so great because they were speaking in Spanish, so me talking to them, i there might be a problem in translation of exactly what I want, so that's where it stands, um, You know, out of sight, out of mind. I'm not really thinking about it. Uh, Another story, a very, very old friend of mine was in love with my Alpina. Now I have this Alpina GMT, which is a 42 millimeter. It's quartz, got a black dial. It looks very military. And it's a GMT, which means it's Greenwich Mean Time, which means there is an indicator on there, an extra hand that tells you military time, you know, like 1600 hours, 17, 2400 hours, that kind of thing. So I like that watch. I picked it up pretty reasonably. It was a, I think it was a re, a closeout or something. And it didn't have a band. And I added a really nice oyster, heavy oyster flat link bracelet to it. Like you'd find on a Submariner. And it looked great together. It looked like it meant to be. Because Alpina, the real bands they use are exactly that. They look like that anyhow. So it's not far off from what it should look like. So I wore that thing and really liked it. Uh, it was fun. We used to put that thing on at night and on the weekends, you know, during the uh, early morning, I'd put it on a little big for me, a little big. I gotta be honest. 42 millimeters is large. He loved it. I saw him and he's been asking me about it. And I said, you can have it for whatever I paid. I mean, he's a buddy of mine. And needless to say, I don't make money on friends. I must be the only human in the world that doesn't. You know, my mother-in-law asked me for something and I was going to get her a watch and she wanted a uh, solid gold bracelet Vacheron or Patek. And I called up some wholesalers that I know, friends, and I said, do you have anything? And one guy said, yeah, I have this really nice Vacheron. Uh, But the problem you run into with solid gold bracelets that are soldered onto the case, you know, it's one piece, is when you cut them, they're cut for good. What if they cut them to six inches in your wrist is a woman, six and a half or something. What do you do? So, uh, my friend had the band, the original piece of was chopped off and he had it put back on, soldered back together. And I'm telling you, and I'm really good. I have a really good eye. I could not tell the difference. It was that beautifully done. And there are people that can do that. So they put the bracelet full length, Looked absolutely flawless and she didn't want it. And I wasn't making a dime, not a dime. Cause I just don't do that. You know, I'm sorry. I just feel like you don't do that to friends, but everybody else does. They tell you, they're going to give you, Oh, you're my friend. Yeah, right. So what do I get a friend's price? But that's what they do. And most people, they'll tell you, they're giving it to you at their cost. Sure. Don't believe it. They're not making something. I don't believe it. So I'm the only one I know who would do that and does do that. So I gave it to my buddy at my, what it cost me because I bought the watch and I put the band on it and he loves it, loves it. So now I'm on the hunt for another one. So I've been looking for another Alpina, not the same watch before you ask. I mean, they're there. I can get the same thing, but why get that again? I've already, you know, time for something fresh. So I saw one that was a smaller, Alpina. Alpina used to make them smaller, just like everybody else. Everybody else has grown their sizes. So I found one that was 38 millimeters, which is perfect for me. And I was trying to negotiate with this person and they were being really difficult. We're going back and forth and back and forth. And I almost pulled the trigger. And then I went and looked at the pictures again, which is what I urge you to do. Don't get caught up in an auction or a price war or negotiations and get all excited until you really, really check it out and make sure this is in the kind of condition you want. Do not jump the gun, jump the shark, whatever they call it. You will be sorry. I'm sorry. I do that every time. So long story short, I go back to look at the pictures again. Now I look at the back of the bracelet where the clasp is and it looks pretty beat up, the bracelet. And I'm seeing some pretty deep gashes, not see scratches are not a big deal. If it's light scratches. I can take them out. No problem. But if it's gouges, you know, really worn hard, uh, much harder. That means you got to really dig down into the material and work on the thing. And it's never going to be sharp again, the edges, because when you buff them hard, the edges kind of soften. So it's never going to have that real crisp new feel to it. Okay. But for, I know you're going to sit there and say, so what's wrong with that? You're buying something that's used pre-owned. Yeah, but you know what? It's my money and I got the right eye for it and I know how to do the right thing and, and cherry pick. And that's exactly what you have to do. There's a lot of crap out there. You've got to weed through it and find the gems because what do you want more crap for? I've done that. I bought watches that were in bad shape and I just go, Ugh. You know, sometimes you can clean them up and sometimes you can't. If it's gold filled or gold plated or any of that, you cannot. It'll just, the plating will gold, to come off. And if it's a really deep gouge, very hard to get out. Because remember, what you're doing is you're not really getting the gouge out. You're taking the material around the gouge down to meet it a lot of times. So you're losing material. And that's not a bad thing always, but... Again, it softens the look of the piece. It's not sharp like it was. And if you take too much off, it's going to look like it's like there's a dip or something there. So you got to be careful. And I looked again at this bracelet and I saw too many, too much work. And I went, you know what? I'm giving this guy, he wanted a lot. He's crazy. He wanted a bunch, you know, forget it. He's crazy. A lot of people are. They think their stuff is worth a fortune. You know, it's the old adage, buy cheap and sell high. I get it, but that doesn't mean it always works. doesn't work for me all the time. So I looked at it again, and I got his last offer, and I said, pass. And he was like, oh, he writes me a thing saying, you know, the the price that uh, these normally go for is much higher. I know I'm giving you a good deal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, I don't care if it's half the price. Well, maybe I would. If it was really cheap, I would do it. I would take it apart and clean the bracelet. You know, buff it down and make it look nice. But when I looked at the pictures, and a lot of times you need to ask questions when you're negotiating, because if people tell you things that are not true, you can renege. You can say, This is improperly described. I want my money back. And that's why I would tell you, you ask questions because you can use it against them later, or it works in your favor and you're happier. Either or, but when I read this guy's descriptions again, he said, oh, it has some wear on it from normal use, some scratches. Well, I looked and those were not scratches. They were some pretty good gouges and I don't want to ruin the bracelet. I really don't by buffing it too much or working too much on it. It's not worth it to me for that, for the kind of money I was going to pay. I can get a brand new one. What do I need some used one for? But I can't get the one he's got because his is... Uh, smaller size. I like under 40 millimeters, much better. So I passed on that and I noticed that they're closing out a uh, chronograph. It's a star timer, which I really like. The crown is totally awesome on the star timers. It's a weird looking crown, but I really like it. And this was a chronograph with the day of the week indicator on it too. So yeah, I think it was a two reg chronograph day indicator and it had crown and it had calendar. Now, normally I don't like chronographs simply because I don't use them. What the hell do I need all that for if I'm not gonna use it? But when it comes to quartz, it doesn't matter. Remember, if you've listened to me previously, I've said to you, when you buy a mechanical chronograph, be aware if you're not gonna use it when that thing needs service, it's gonna cost more, it's gonna be harder to service, take longer, yada, yada, yada. Okay. But that's not the case with a quartz chronograph, a Swiss quartz. They're pretty simple inside. You just change a battery. They don't break down like the other ones do. They're not mechanical like the other ones. I mean, they have some gears, but to drive the hands, but they're not the same. So a quartz chronograph is okay with me. I don't mind. It doesn't use up more battery power or any of that. It doesn't do anything if you don't use it. It doesn't get dirty like the other ones and stop. I mean, they're great. So this one was okay. Um, so I ended up getting a brand new chronograph, which was actually better than what this guy had. In my opinion, I wasn't crazy about the, the look of the watch either it had dark dial. I didn't, wasn't, you know, I'm tired of black, 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 black dials. I'm sick of them. So this one has a really weird color, like a flesh colored dial and the writing is dark. So it's easy to read. And for somebody like me, that helps. Um, they probably didn't sell cause I see a lot of them brand new being shoved out. And that's something you need to look for because when they're closing stuff out and you see a lot of them, the price can be driven down too. So if you can live with stuff that's being closed out and you really like it, you're in business. That's, I used to buy tons and tons and tons of closeouts. So that really is a good thing for me. And I don't have it yet. It's on the way but it has a heavy oyster bracelet. Some of them have a strap. I wanted the bracelet because what I use it for, I like to sleep in these metal band bracelet watches. So in case I sweat or anything, I'm not going to ruin the watch <coughs> and running around in the morning before I get dressed. <coughs> Excuse me. It's my sport watch. Well, one of them. I have a bunch, but it's one of them and I like them. So, um, that one I did and I didn't go back to the other one after I thought about it and looked at the condition and all that, I said, "Mm, I think I'll pass for good. All right. We need to take a quick break. Um, Thank you for listening as always. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Let's take a quick break. I'll be right back. dig that crazy music, baby. Ooh, it does stir something in my soul. Yeah. It stirs something in my soul. I said that already, didn't I? Okay. So that was my story with the Alpina. And I do recommend Alpina, by the way, I think Alpina's is a great brand for the money they rock and you can buy their stuff pretty reasonably closed out brand new stuff. Pretty reasonable. You're not going to get the automatics as cheap as the quartz and the automatics are nice. I think they use out of movements in them, but I end up, I only have one and I bought quartz both times and you get a much cheaper and I don't care for me. Who cares? I, I, I'm going to sleep in the dumb thing. So what do I care? Okay. So next, let's talk about bands. Okay, so now you buy a watch and you wanna put a band on it. And most of the watches you buy, especially vintage, not brand new, they put crappy bands on them. I mean, that was one of the things that really pissed me off when I got into TV is every time, and I bought a ton of stuff, I would buy watches. They put a 50 cent made in China, just a terrible, terrible band, just anything to throw on the watch. And I thought, if I'm a consumer, is that what I want? And the answer is no. I want something decent that it's going to last me a little bit. So whenever I sold watches, I always made sure they had nice, brand new bands on them. And I used to get bands from a company that's long gone called Bandit B A N D I T. So if you ever see those running around, they're good bands. Main France, Main Italy. Uh, I think they are made here. They used to have a nice lizard band that was soft not hard like these cheap lizard bands are like steel they're like so hard they're uncomfortable and they had a nice uh inside lining that's another thing you gotta look out for if the lining is hard and stiff it's going to itch and hurt your wrist it's not comfortable some of the better bands will put um like suede or something nice on the cows calf skin on the inside it's important some of the cheaper bands they scrimp on the inside and it, it's uncomfortable So uh, I used to use these bands. They were really nice. They were lizard. They looked like expensive bands. They felt like expensive bands. They were not cheap, but they weren't expensive and they lasted, you know, they didn't last as long as a real expensive band would last. But the problem I find with bands, and this is over 40, 50 years, is that where they wear out, and I'm talking about straps. I'm not talking about metal bands. These straps, where they wear out is where the buckle and the little, uh, what do they call it? The little piece that goes through the hole, the, uh, the ring, I forgot what they call it. It'll come to me, but that's where they wear out where you put the little, the little tongue where you put the tongue in the little hole and it pushes against the, uh, the buckle itself. That's where it wears out. It bends, it tears, and this takes time, but that's where they wear out. So I found a way around that. Because I was always, you know, band, if you wore it every day, it'll only last a couple months, a good band. And then it would start looking really lousy. And right there is where it would start tearing and wearing and stretching and you name it. Right where the tongue goes into the hole. So I thought there's got to be a better way than this to get these bands to last longer. And I was, I hearkened back to Cartier because they have what's called a deployant buckle on their watches. This is going way back. They've used it. And what it is, is a long buckle with a hinge on it. It's more, not even a buckle. It's more like a, uh, like a door hinge or something. And your band hooks on on one side. And there is a tongue on the other side, but it's either snaps into the hole. So it never moves or it pushes in with a, with like a half a barbell looking thing, like a little round part at the end and a long shaft. And you put that into the hole and it's permanent. It's not going on and off. You don't take it off and put it in, and then, and for some reason, it makes them last one hell of a lot longer when you don't have the tongue and the buckle there. You have it in what's called a deployant. That's D E P L O Y A N T buckle. So I always said, why can't I get deployant buckles on regular bands? And guess what? You can now get them. So I changed every one of my watch bands over to deployant buckles. There are deployant buckles you can get that you can add on to virtually any band, any kind of lizard, crocodile, any of that. You just take the tongue out of the band. So there's no metal tongue. There's a hole there and the pin goes through and that part hooks into the deployant so you're going to take the end that had the, bu- the buckle and the tongue off. So there's no tongue, no buckle. It's just a, one end of the band with a hole in it and put that on half of this deployment buckle. The other half has a tongue, but I told you it's different. It snaps in there. So it stays in there. There's usually a hinge part on the bottom that has the tongue in it. So when you get to the hole, you snap the thing together and it doesn't move and you can put in any of the holes you have. And another thing I recommend highly is to buy a hole punching tool for leather. They have them for watch bands. They have them for different kinds of leather. I mean, I have two or three different ones, so I can make a hole if I need to in a band because what if one hole's too tight and one hole's too loose? What do you do? Makes it very uncomfortable when your watch keeps turning on the side of your wrist. So you wanna get it so it moves comfortably on your wrist, but doesn't go around the side. That's kind of my standard for a band. So I put those on all of them. They're not expensive. They're $10, $15 a piece. My bands now, I have not replaced a band since I've changed over to this. And it's been a while, probably a year. And I haven't changed a band yet. I mean, maybe if I didn't like the color of the band, but not because it was falling apart because they don't seem to wear there at all. So now where they wear is the entire band starts to look worn. And that takes a while or the bottom where you rest your wrist on the table, that part would wear because that's where you're gonna put your arm down and, and get some wear, but not bad. I mean, the worst one I have has a little bit of wear on the keeper and the, the the keepers on the bottom and the part of the band that sticks out, which, yeah, still you still have the pointed part through the loops, through the keepers. That still is there. So as you put the band on, With the deployant buckle, you put the end inside, you aim it at the keepers, it goes in the keepers, the thing snaps together, goes doink, you can hear it and feel it, and once it makes contact, it's either a single deployant or a double deployant. Double deployant is you have both sides swing down and lock up. Then you have the single deployant, which is just one, you just pull on it, there's no button or anything. On the double, there's a button. On a single, there's nothing. You just pull on the end of the watch, the strap, and it pops open. They have them in different colors. They have them in matte finish and silver. They have a rose color. Now, these are plated. You can buy real ones, but they're a lot of money. And what the hell? I don't need it. So you can get yellow gold. You can get white uh, stainless. You can get a rose gold. I have one. It's really pretty. They're like 10, 15 bucks. They're not really hard to put together or put it on the watch and what a difference it makes. So I urge you to look into it. They have them on Amazon. Just put in their deployant watch strap buckle, something like that. And it'll pop up. There's a lot of them. And I recommend those absolutely highly. Okay. So let's talk about the different kinds of material for watch bands or watch straps. Everybody knows about crocodile. Okay. Crocodile it's not that much better than anything else. It doesn't last that much longer. And I'll tell you why. Because when they make these dumb bands, they spray them with some kind of a clear coat that makes them shine. And that wears off and the band looks dull. And that's the biggest wear I see on these bands, especially the Croc ones, is they're shiny to begin with and they're not shiny toward the end. And they start to look ratty. So do you want a matte finish band that wouldn't do that. I have a few. They look very nice. You can get the shiny, but remember they're going to just lose their shine over time. There's also different kinds of crocodile. There's the more they have some like from the leg now that's like rough looking and you can see brick looking things in it. I have a few of those. They look very cool. It depends do you want the watch <coughs> excuse me do you watch the want the watch to stand out or the band to stand out or both? That's kind of the question of the day. You want to get a bright band, you know, blue or something or yellow or red, or do you want something low key? You got to decide how do you want this watch to look on your wrist? And one of the things I tell people is walk up to a mirror, put your arm at your side and look at the watch as you walk up, because that's how other people are going to see you and your watch. And you can control that. You can see what it looks like. Okay, so we talked about Crocodile. There's also Alligator, which is a cousin of Crocodile, and the, sometimes those are nice. Uh, I do recommend, they're, they can be very, very expensive. If you're careful, you can buy Crocodile and Alligator. They're making them in Vietnam, and the quality is excellent, and they're inexpensive. They're 40, 50 bucks a band, which is not a lot of money for a good croc band. And they make them in different colors, and they're really good quality, don't be afraid. Vietnam's making some of the best bands I've seen. So you can go crocodile, you can go alligator. Let's talk about lizard. Lizard is an interesting thing. They have different kinds of lizard. They have that tehu lizard, they have the regular lizard. You can get lizard bands really cheap. You don't see croc bands cheap. If you see croc bands cheap, it'll say croco grain, which means it's calf leather and they design it to look like crocodile. And there's a lot of those running around. You gotta be very careful with crocodile. Is it real? I mean, if you're not paying a lot, big deal. You don't care. But if you are paying a lot, you want to make sure it's real croco or real alligator, because they have these grains, and even the better companies do it. It's a cheaper way of making a crocodile band. Not wild. It's not real crocodile, but it sure looks like it. So you can go to lizard. Uh, they make everything from inexpensive lizard, main China, to really good lizard. And you can tell by the way it looks and the way it feels, it should be soft and malleable. The whole thing, same thing with Crocs. So it sits on your wrist. Like I said, not like a piece of, not like a rock, but you want something soft and comfortable. And when you put on a deployant buckle, it gives you more room in there anyhow, and makes it a little more comfortable for me anyhow. So that's a good thing. Uh, lizard comes in all different colors, all different designs. Lizard is a good material. Um, Croc is a little more interesting because they have different patterns in crocodile than they do in lizard. And with lizard, you really, if you're buying off the internet, you really don't know what you're getting until it shows up. Unless you buy from some place or person you know, it's hard to figure it out. What am I getting? So we got lizard, we got crocodile. The newest one is stingray, which I love. They first came out with a stingray. It's that fish that killed... uh, What's his name? Erwin, uh, Steve Irwin, the guy, crocodile hunter. He got stung with one of those in the heart and died. Isn't that great? So now you're getting even, <laughs> you can wear it on your wrist. But they came out with these on high-end watches. The first ones were very unpolished. They're like bubbly looking. And they're rough texture, which I like. And I like that, that look. Now the newer ones are coming out with, are all polished. They don't look the same. They're softer, they're nice, but they're a little too much for me. I like the rougher look. To, that's my personal preference. Plus, they've lasted fantastically. I still have um, the first band I put on my Parallel from like three years ago. I'm still wearing it, believe it or not. I don't wear it every day, though. But still, there, still works. still looks good. So uh Stingray's a good one. You got to watch what you buy. I bought one that looked fantastic. And when I got it home, it looked like hell. It was too bright. So you got to watch, be careful what you buy. How's it going to look on your watch? You're kind of taking a stab in the dark and remember you can't return things because you didn't like it. Once you get into the field of where we are, you can't do that. You got to make your decisions beforehand, not after. Okay. So you got to really think, what am I getting? How's it going to look? What do I do? You know, typical, but it's very enjoyable, all this stuff. You know, I dig it. You dig it. We all dig it. So Uh, We will continue our talk about bands because i got lots more to talk about on our next episode. I do thank you for watching. You've been so good. So I want to say thanks again. We're about to take our break permanently. (laughs) So have a great day. Bye, everybody. See you later. Lee Jackson, America's finest watchman. See you later.